2: Damashek Football Program, available on iTunes and at davedamaschek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damaschek.
3: Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damaschek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 172 of the Dave Damaschek Football Program. Available, as always, on iTunes and at nfl.com slash S H E K. We're wrapping up day two from Lake Tahoe. Splendid weather, although I did get torched by the sun. Um, wonderful stuff. Yesterday we talked to our in the on 171. You can look this up at NFL.com. We talked with our pal AJ Hawk. We talked with uh, perennial All-Pro Brian Urlacher. Just hung it up. He talked had some really interesting things to say about the Chicago Bears. Talked to Jerome Bettis, Steelers icon, about the 2013. AFC North, and all that feels like it's long in the rearview mirror because, boy, we had a gangbusters day today. We talked with maybe the greatest analyst in uh, in sports today, Charles Barkley, certainly the funniest. This, uh, this chat was no exception. We talked about matzo balls, and I can't remember what else. We also talked to Trent Dilfer, QB guru. We really broke down some of the big uh, QB stuff there. And, spoiler alert, he said many of the things that one Dave Damashek has been saying on the podcast for the last three or four months. Isn't that true, Black Tie?
4: Well, it was a lot more detail. Made a lot more. So sense. So
3: what? No, a lot it more did.
4: Football. What? It was. It was. A, it was one of the few times that I listened to this podcast. and I was so impressed with the actual football talk. It was. It was. It was captivating and stuff.
3: You're a creep. I say plenty of insightful things week in, week out. You By just uniforms, don't pay attention. Yes. Uh, you're, you're Well, listen, you'll listen to Dilfer. You'll hear that he says a lot of the things that I've been saying since the season ended about the spread option and so on. Anywho, then we spoke with Joe Buck, one of the great play-by-play guys of the generation, baseball and football. We talked about he's going to be doing the Super Bowl for Fox this year, so we kibitzed about that. Really, I, I, I was fascinated. He mentioned some things about uh, his legendary old man, Jack Buck, um that i wasn't aware of but you know he used to call football games as well as uh as baseball games so we yapped about this that and the other we talked to john fox head coach of the denver broncos about peyton manning of course and uh and a couple other things who else black tie steph curry of the golden state warriors
4: one half of the splash brothers yep
3: all right. Well, people knew who he was before you said the the Splash Brothers thing. But all right, good note. Just, that's I'm fine. Just saying. All right, you're sprinkling in. See, that's adding some stuff to it. You know, listen. It was a wonderful time. We discussed a full range of subjects. One thing we got, uh, we got into, Sharknado. I was surprised that a lot of these guys hadn't seen Sharknado, but I guess their lives are fuller than yours and mine. Also, we talked about no, action wait, heroes. On. I
4: haven't seen Sharknado.
3: You haven't? I have not. I didn't I, realize I, yeah, that. I
4: refused to just watch a terrible movie because that's what was cool. I, I didn't want to be part of that, the water cooler conversation about Sharknado the next day. I
3: forgot how cool you are. Now, listen. So we talked about that. We talked about action heroes. Then we talked about, like you say, Football nba basketball with chaz barkley and steph curry and some a little bit of baseball in there with joe buck this that and the other here's what i want you to do i want you to not worry about hearing me flap my gums because i'm about to stop doing it except when i ask questions to the aforementioned big time athletes and coaches and so on we're going to do it right now let's start things off with the great chaz barkley This is a real treat, of course. He needs no introduction here on the Dave Damashek football program. Make sure you check us out on iTunes and at NFL.com slash S-H-E-K. Of course. It's NBA legend Charles Barkley. What's happening, fella? man?
5: I'm doing good. I got yeah. a little, uh, separated my shoulder, lift and waist, uh, and had to pull out the tournament. So that sucks, but I'm good.
3: That's terrible. They're the the world isn't going to get those lessons of of how to swing the club <laughs> just right. You hey,
5: know? you know, hey, listen, I'm gonna have to just they got to just watch the British Open just to get to see how it's really hit.
3: Yeah, but still not as good as you uh, do. Man. You know that that it's, if you can if that that once anybody sees your swing though it's burned in your brain. Though, <laughs> yeah, right? it's burned.
5: Trust me, it's burned in mine too.
3: <laughs> unfortunately, like a nightmare. Like yeah. a nightmare. No, let's talk about uh, NBA. Let's talk some football. And first of all, Dwight Howard, a mm-hmm. few days back, says that he's a champion even without a ring. Now, of course, this is the big talk in the NFL, too. QBs, you know, Dan Marino doesn't have one, so mm-hmm. he's not as good as Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. What's that mean? What, what's it mean? Does it, does it at the end of the day, really, do you need to have the ring to be in that conversation for best ever?
5: Uh, I don't know how that works, but for me personally, I can only speak for myself. I would never let a sporting event dictate my life to be honest with you. you know listen I, Me myself, Carl Malone, Patrick, you and our guys who have' never won the championship, uh, we didn't win it. That's something we have to deal with but first of all, even if I won three or four, the notion that I would let a sporting event dictate dictate my life's uh, life of success. Uh, that's just crazy. Um, listen, Dwight Howard is successful by any stretch of the imagination. Has he won a championship? No. Uh, but, listen, uh, I, I, I wouldn't mind trading places with him. And I'm sure there are guys who won championship who wouldn't mind trading places with me. Uh, but, listen, I always thought that question was, uh, it's a fair question, but it's a stupid question that, that uh, you know, that's like, uh, an actor who never wins an Oscar, uh, you tell him they're not successful, or some uh, a lawyer, let's just say you, you didn't make it to the Supreme Court, uh, you're still successful.
3: Well, what do you think about now? Dwight Howard lands in Houston. I never thought he was coming back to L.A., but people indulged those pipe dreams that that was going to wind up. But now he's with the Rockets, mm-hmm. James Harden, all that. How
5: say you? Will he get a ring there? Well, they got a good team. Uh, They they got a shot. He he didn't have a shot with the Lakers. The Lakers just uh, old and slow. Uh, So he wasn't going to win anything there. Uh, He made probably the best basketball decision. Uh, James Harden's terrific. Chandler Parsons is is terrific. I like Omar Seek. Uh, But he made the best basketball decision. And probably the second best team could have went to probably would have been the Golden State Warriors Mm -hmm. from a basketball standpoint. But he made a great basketball decision. Yeah, they would have been scary if uh, he hooked up with
3: Steph Curry there and Clay Thompson and the rest there. David what about, Lee. Don't yeah, yeah. yeah. What about uh, – what do you make, though, about now the latest pipe dream for uh, Angelinos is that
5: LeBron is going to move out there in a year. I don't see that one, do you? Well, they're going to have a lot. They won't, After this year, they don't have anybody on – they won't be paying anybody. So, uh, I, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know what LeBron and Carmelo and those guys are going to do. Uh, but the Lakers going to have plenty of cap space. Uh, they're obviously one of the great – uh, teams in NBA history. Uh, but like I say, the Lakers going to have plenty of cap space. Ain't nobody on their payroll after next year.
3: I get the vibe that in the NFL, the QB is the man without question. Yes. He's, he's the leader of the team. In the NBA, Kobe Bryant, I mean with the Lakers specifically, Kobe Bryant is the man. It's all about it's my team. Is that going to spook guys like Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James? I mean, obviously he's in the twilight of his career, but it's still going to be his call. No, it won't be his
5: team if they come there. I mean, the the team belongs to the person who's the best player. Hmm. Uh, uh, You know, Kobe Bryant's one of the ten greatest NBA players ever, but he's obviously past his prime. So if LeBron, listen, any team LeBron goes to it's going to be his team. He's the best player in the NBA today. Uh, So I I don't believe all that. That, That's rhetoric, who team it is. That automatically goes to the best player. And do you agree
3: that uh, you don't need to be in New York or L.A. anymore to be? Like when people say, oh, but LeBron wants to be
5: a global icon. Mm -hmm. Do you
3: need that anymore in the 21st century with Twitter and all the social media? Well, I think that's one
5: thing that's really hurt the NBA, talk like that. You know, I want Sacramento. I want uh, uh, Philadelphia. I mean, it's a big city. I want Indiana to do well. I want Milwaukee to do well. Uh, those uh, I don't want the NBA to come become like baseball where you got like ten good teams and twenty bad teams. Uh, mm. I want those small market teams to be successful. The Spurs are the best organization in the NBA, and uh, uh, they're a small market.
3: Who's your NFL team?
5: I don't really have, per se, because growing up in Alabama, we don't have any pro sports. But I, we rooted for the Falcons, and uh, I root for the Eagles also, and I probably root for the Arizona Cardinals. But I don't, per se, have a favorite team. Because growing up in Alabama, all we got is uh, Alabama and Auburn football. no particular order, I might add. Yeah, I was just going to say. It's really Auburn Auburn football, then Alabama football. Yeah,
3: Bama maybe has more national championships, but they never had a player as good as Bo Jackson, so take
5: that. Oh, no question. Right. No question.
3: Talk about rooting. Sixers play the Suns for the NBA title. Who's Chaz Barkley rooting for? Well, the
5: way things go on for me to envision the Sixers and the Suns playing for the championship, first of all, I'm going to have to sober up uh, because (laughs) – If I even thought that, people would have me drug tested. You know, I root for both (laughs) of them. Down the line. uh, This is like 20 years away from now. Way down the line. (laughs) You know, I root for both of my old teams. Uh, I wasn't wasn't, – you know, the Rockets treated me tremendous. Uh, I'll always appreciate that. I couldn't play anymore when I got to Houston – be, be realistic and honest, but I always root for the 76ers and, and, and the Phoenix Suns. And I feel bad the way both teams are going, they're trending, they're, not, they're trending down.
3: Not trying to kiss your bum, but I'm sure oh, you've heard this. Oh, come on. This. I like that, though. Do you like yeah, that? I've just, heard that from just, people before. But, yeah, you never
5: had your butt kissed. Uh, yeah, it, it, but you just, don't like it. Just, just like a little peck. Yeah. yeah. I think you're a handsome devil. <laughs> that's because oo- I got all that money, man. You ooze charisma. You know, oh, thank you. Well, I You think have you, a way with words. Well, listen, man, I'm just blessed. I tell people and, and that's never going to change. That's, uh, uh, unless you're a teacher, fireman, Uh, a policeman, doctor, somebody in the armed service, you shouldn't take yourself that serious. I I just, listen, I play a silly game called basketball. And listen, I I love sports. Sports have given me every single thing in my life, but I'm never gonna be an idiot to think that jocks are the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, We are very lucky and very talented to play a sport. We're blessed to make more money than we could ever deserve. But uh, I don't take myself that serious. I played basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Yes. And listen, I, obviously I played basketball very well. But even when I was playing it well, I was like, dude, you are a basketball player? Don't ever get ahead of yourself.
3: Did you ever think though, because you could have been a dynamite tight end or defensive end? Yeah, but in I'm not. Bama, but I'm not
5: stupid. Because you would have gotten uh, hit. You going? It. They hit it in football. Yeah. I played football one day. And then I realized, whoa, they really are hidden out Mm -hmm. here. I tell people that story all the time. I played football one day and I walked up to the coach and I said, coach, this ain't for me. Mm -hmm. And you know, now uh, I made a great decision. I actually think I had the talent to play football to be honest with you. But I'm not sure, Uh, I played that one day and it might've been bad coaching because they put me on the defensive line because the offensive line and defensive line, they hit every single play. And it was zero fun whatsoever. I
3: always think that. Even when you play backyard football, there's always a guy who says, like, I'll be the offensive line. Why yeah, would you do know. anything but be the Q B? No, it was like football.
5: it was stupid. Like the defensive line, the offensive they hit every single play. Quarterback don't get hit every play. Running back don't get hit every play. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver don't get hit every play. Uh but the offensive lineman, the defensive lineman I have great respect for.
3: All right, you say talk, you don't like to take yourself too seriously because it's basketball, it's sports after all. Who does have to take themselves seriously? Are those action heroes in the movies? Because it's life and death. No, them. stop
5: it. Now listen. Stop it. What they got the movie, stunt it, doubles.
3: I'm not talking about the actors. I'm talking about the characters they're playing in those movies. When you watch movies, it's life and death. You've seen Predator. You saw what Schwarzenegger was up against that monster. You know Jason Bourne, James Bond. I'm not talking about the char- actors. Talk about the characters. Who would win
5: if all the action heroes got in a fight? You know, I've never been asked that question before.
3: <laughs> I, you know. I ask hard hitting questions. I'm not here to just talk about basketball and uh, football. Yeah, huh?
5: uh, important questions. Probably Superman.
3: He's a superhero. Yeah, he's made out of steel. Oh, not, okay. I'm oh, not, oh you mean beans. the action hero?
5: Well, you come on. First of all, I love Jason Bourne. That's your correct. You know, that's the right answer. Oh, uh, but I'm not sure, man. You can't ever go wrong with James Bond. Daniel Craig, James Bond. I like Sean Connery James Bonds. Probably he's more. he's cooler. That's yeah, for he was sure. cool.
3: You know who else would be in there? This what you know, a lot of guys might not like to hear this. Beatrix Kiddo from Kill Bill. She beats everybody. You know, she beats all the world's greatest
5: assassins. I don't know about all that now. Well, she beats them all. I don't know about all that. Uh, well,
3: I like you're right about Jason Bourne, and on that we agree. Yeah. So, last thing for you, let's just talk a little bit of football because it does say NFL on the uh, on the mic flag there. What do you make of the newfangled 21st century QBs, the guys that run as well as they throw the ball? The Kaepernick, those and, guys
5: gonna get hurt.
3: You think so? Guys, we, so,
5: would you? Uh, yeah, okay. Answer that first. Listen, it, those. I say I think Steve Young said it best. The one thing you don't see is a bunch of old running quarterbacks hmm. you see a bunch of young running quarterbacks you got to get rid of the ball you know rg3 is a terrific young player but he's already had both knees blown out you have to understand something your people they all it takes is one hit and your career or your season is over and let me tell you something they always catch you they always catch you but you got to get rid of that ball man uh you know, I look at uh, Kaepernick, R.G., uh, Russell Wilson, uh, uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Listen, your quarterback is not gonna stay healthy if he's running the football. That's just the bottom line.
3: So, for you had, if you're running a, an NFL team, you have your choice. Any QB, you'd go with more of the old guard. You'd go with Brady or Manning. Oh yeah, go with guys. those
5: guys. But if I had to take a young guy right now, I'd probably take Andrew Luck. You know, listen, like I say, I love all those young quarterbacks, but you got to get rid of the ball, man. Uh, I've never seen a running quarterback. uh, And let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to see a noticeable decline on those guys next year because what's going to happen is I take a cheap shot on those guys, even if it's uh, part of the game, to be honest with you. Even if any time I get a free shot on those quarterbacks, I'm going to take it. Even if, it's a, if, even, if, even if I get a 15-yard penalty because I could take him out for the season or for the game, and those defenses, they're going to adjust. They're going to start taking more more cheap shots. Even if they, even the quarterback, they, they do call that the read option, even if the quarterback don't have the ball, I'm going to hit him. Because there, there is a cumulative effect on those Yes, yeah,
3: I agree with that. Yeah. I, mean, I talked to some Ravens and Steelers yeah. who say oh, yeah. the same thing. You pop them, it yeah. breaks their will by oh. the ha- by halftime. Oh, yeah.
5: But but that's fair game, though. Mm-hmm. That's fair game.
3: Um, all right, last thing for you is uh, give me an NBA uh, Finals pick for next year. I know oh, it's a long know, ways well, away. Well, but it's too
5: early. I know you don't like yeah. predictions. No, no, I no. Like- I don't know because I just don't know. I mean, I think some teams are going to make some more trades. You know, I'm, and I, and I got to say, I'm played. You know, Brooklyn's done a lot, mm-hmm. going out getting KG and, and Paul. Obviously, Houston, I think they're going to probably do something with a Seek who wants to be traded, which I like a Seek, so they can get another valuable player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derrick Rose is coming back. I think the key is Miami, I think they realize they're really pushing the envelope playing small, and I think they're going to probably try to make a trade and get a big guy. I know the, uh, the Greg Oden's on their list if he can play. Uh, You know, you don't know what's going to happen with Andrew Bynum uh, in Cleveland. I mean, I I don't – the reason I don't like predictions because last year means absolutely nothing to me. Uh, I got to see how those teams perform next year before they make an educated guess. Sometimes you're still wrong, but at least I want to see them. Last year, the Spurs should have won the championship. They blew game six. Mm -hmm. They flat out blew game six. Uh, But the reason I don't like – you know, that's like football. I want to see these teams play. I'm really looking forward uh, to seeing Paid Manning's got Wes Welker now. I mean, that's going to be very interesting. The Broncos look strong. You got Percy Harvin in Seattle now. Uh, you know, I mean, that's going to be awesome. I think the 49ers got better. I mean, it's, but that's last year. Last year, uh, that has nothing to do with this year. That's what I think people don't understand. Because every year, somebody comes out to Woodwork. I mean, somebody. I mean, I don't think people. I think people surprised that Ravens were in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. this year. I mean, think about it. Yeah, uh, it's going to be. Uh, that's one thing I love about sports. Every year is different.
3: It's funny though. NFL is up and down. NBA, you build. You know, you get into the playoffs mm-hmm. and you advance. And it seems like you know well, you, you watch it, teams generally well, build. Because, up well, to
5: because well, because the difference is th- those games are one and done. Like yeah, right. When you have to beat a team four times, all your flaws show. Like, first of all, the the Ravens shouldn't have won the Super Bowl. They had had that fluke play against Denver. I mean, you have to have some luck. But Miami, he got lucky this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Spurs definitely deserve to win that game, game six. They just flat out blew that game. But, like I say, that's the thing I love the most about sports. Like, every year is different. I mean, but that's what makes it fun.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, you make it fun, and I, I you know what? So what? So I'll, I'll, I'll kiss your butt some more. No, you.
5: you are many
3: okay. people's favorite thing uh, about. 14 well, people who don't well, like I, sports like watching it. you talk about but, it.
5: But if you kiss my butt, I have, to, I have to buy you dinner afterward or something. I'd like you to. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all
3: right. that sounds <laughs> wonderful, Charles Barkley. Um, all right, listen. What a pleasure. Who is your favorite broadcaster to watch? Since you're so, since everybody pretty much universally says you're well, the best analyst.
5: Uh, I love watching Mack and Roll. I love watching David Faraday, uh, Gary McCord, and Peter Cossacks. Any guy who makes you see what I try to do is uh, I want people to laugh at different points in the game. Because it's not, I could sit there and X and O them to death, but that to me is stupid. Because, like you said earlier, that's people who don't like sports. I could talk about picking roles and pushing it down and high screen. Like, people don't want to hear that crap. They want to, like, I try to make them laugh. And, when, listen, when Faraday and McCord and Costas and those guys and John uh, – like, I watch the Wimbledon finals. Like, John McEnroe, he tells me something that I need to be serious, and then he'll say something that will just make me laugh out loud. And guys like that. Barry Melrose, to me, uh, I, he's my favorite. See, He, he don't hear how to deal with these wusses in the NBA who get all sensitive. Like, Barry <laughs> Melrose can say something about a hockey player, and the parker player says, yeah, Barry's right. Like uh, when I criticize a guy, he'll call me and almost crying. Want to know why? I was like, "Dude, you you didn't play well." That's but a bad man Rose, to me is fantastic.
3: That's what I always say yeah. to, to our people too, at the NFL Network. I'm gonna these guys run into each other on purpose. They're yeah. 300 pound superhuman. Some yeah. Jewish guys gonna hurt their feelings. Uh, I don't think that's a high these, on their list these, these of concerns. These guys are a
5: little sensitive. Yeah, I guess. So. Yeah, I guess.
3: So. Yeah, they're a little sensitive. All right. Well, you've given us something to think about. Oh, Trump you're Bartley. Jewish?
5: That's right. You couldn't tell. I, no, I didn't. tell. What's that? What? What the hell is a matzo ball?
3: What do you mean? What is it?
5: Yeah, I mean, what is it?
3: Well, it's 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 unleavened bread. I think the legend goes. I'm not really up on my religion, but the uh, it's something to do with Moses when he was out in Egypt in the desert with all the people, all uh-huh. the Jewish people that had been uh, that had left behind the. The Pharaoh. Yeah,
5: I saw the movie. Okay, all yeah. right.
3: Well, then they had they didn't have they didn't have time to let the bread rise. You see, so it was unleavened. That's why it's flat like that. That's matzah. No, then they crush it all up. Oh, really? Then they roll it. I don't know what matzah meal is, but it's like, so you crush. No, up I've the had the soup. Right. I, I know. And then you make it into a ball. I don't know what's in the ball with the matzah. Well, that's
5: what I ask you.
3: But I'm trying to tell you, I don't know what binds it, but the bread, the matzah bread, so is in there. Is a bread plus i don't know what else like maybe cornmeal i'm one of my can you get cook me, i don't can know you what get I, me
5: a smarter jewish person who I, knows what it that's is? fine i'd be
3: more than happy to okay. i what do i we'll know work i work on do, that i'm not i'm also not a chef i'm not, i'm not a i'm not a, a
5: theologian see? nor, yeah, nor a something. cook see you lucky you said it right see if you were black they call you a cook white people they call y'all a chef i like it <laughs> <way. laughs> yeah. you know what i don't like
3: doctor you know i'll sign off on yes hey dr jones fine Hey, you know, I'll go so far as I'll you know, it makes a coach, card, or whatever. Yeah. You know where it goes too far? Is walking around when people call the chef chef. You know? Do you know what I mean? Chef Barkley, like it's a like it's a, some sort well, of they royal call that. They'll say, hey, cook. Well, you, right. Yeah, I know. Me, yeah. Your chef chef Yeah. <laughs> right. Chef Damashek's our, our our head chef, he doesn't even know how to make a matzo ball. <laughs> He's fired, you know. So, all right. Well, I'm going to get you your answer.
5: It's my answer, man. Nice yeah. and enjoyed it very yeah. much.
3: I enjoyed it very much myself. The great Charles Barkley, everybody. Uh, thank you. All right, everybody. Look who it is here, joining us here in Tahoe at the Celebrity Golf Tournament here at Edgewood Golf Course or Country Club or whatever this it is. It's awesome He's, place. Awesome. It's, I mean, yeah, you can do as well, but not better, <laughs> no, I think, is, better. is what you would say. Can't
4: do
2: better than this.
3: It's, uh, it's Super Bowl champion. He won the, the ring for the first Ravens crown there way back when it's trent dilfer what have you been up to the uh, since your playing days
2: uh working this real work thing is hard what kind of you at a I, bank or? yeah I, I do talk about football yeah every do once in a while yeah some people listen
3: i think i've i think i've caught some of your work <laughs> i'm actually a big fan of it um before we get to that though quickly your thoughts sharknado Sharknado? Yeah, did you catch Sharknado the nope. other night on the TV? No idea. Oh, no. it's sweeping the nation. It's really? A, oh, was it was the, the all time worst movie on Sci Fi Channel. Do yourself a favor, track it down. I absolutely will watch oh, that. Yeah? I
2: love horrible movies on oh, Sci Fi yeah. Channel. You're
3: big on Twitter too. It was the it was the was biggest it? thing on Twitter since I kinda, the Super Bowl. I took
2: a Twitter vacation after my Elite Eleven camps and just uh, I've kind of gotten locked into this golf thing, so I don't embarrass myself this week.
3: Well, you are you are a QB doctor, and so I hate to tap into that, like uh, going up to a doctor and saying like Hey, can you look at this thing. But anyway, let's talk some QBs yeah. in 2013 and start right at the top there. Kurt Warner says that if he had to take any quarterback for this coming season, it would still be Peyton Manning. Most other people lean towards Aaron Rodgers. How say you, Trent Dilfer?
2: Oh, Aaron Rodgers. I, I have a great deal of amount of respect for Kurt, obviously, um, was a great player and a great analyst. But... I think not only is Aaron the best player in the game today, I think he's going to make an argument here in a few years that he's going to be one of the best of all time, if not the best of all time. He has more dimensions to his game um, than anybody I can remember studying. Uh, There's really, he has no limitations. Uh, He carries that team. I think one of the most um, misunderstood things in the NFL is that the Packers roster isn't real deep. Mm -hmm. You know, He disguises a lot of flaws on that team and and uh, I think that's ultimately, you're talking about great versus greater. I always look at who masked the most flaws on their team. And forever, Peyton I had number one because he carried those Colts teams forever. Uh, but what Aaron's doing with Green Bay is amazing, and, and I think he's going to string another five years like he has the last five together, and we're going to be putting him in that conversation of the best of all time.
3: Is I mean, listen, there are a lot of big arms in the league right now, obviously. Kaepernick, uh, I guess among the youngsters, probably has the biggest arm there. A lot, of, a lot of the usual suspects. But does Aaron Rodgers, he puts the ball on those guys – with the greatest of ease and with more velocity, it seems, than, I've talked to a lot of DBs who say the same thing, that they're surprised by how quickly the ball arrives.
2: Well, I think one of the reasons they're surprised is what I call LTA. It's load to arrival, and that encompasses your release and ball speed. And so much, so often we go, oh, that's a fast ball, but it took the guy mm-hmm. 90 seconds to wind it up. DBs break as soon as your hands separate from the ball. So Aaron has such a sudden release, the ball has such great energy on it that there's less reaction time for defensive backs. Uh, I think the other thing is when you're talking about greatness, and, and you can't talk about all players this week, you can talk about Peyton and Tom and Aaron and Drew and a handful of others, is who makes the most difficult look the easiest. Because that's the true sign of greatness. And uh, that's what Aaron, I think, does every week, is he does stuff that other guys, it's hard for other guys to do, he makes it look so easy.
3: Yeah, I guess a good way of looking at it is uh, he can do what everyone else can do. Everyone else can't do what he can do. Yeah, I'm going to steal that. Is that right? F- feel free. I stole it from Ryan Clark of the Steeler. Perfect. So I pass it on to you. Perfect. As a matter of fact, no, I came up with that. That's yeah, our whole business use. right there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, let's talk about a couple other lightning rod QBs then. First of all, Tony Romo. What do you make of – I mean, listen, I his defenders will say this. People love to bash him that he's a terrible quarterback. I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. I think he's terrific. But at this point, it's no coincidence that big situations seem to bring out not exactly the greatest moments for him.
2: And his team. I think you have to give some of that burden to his teammates. There's been some very – some of those critical moments have been because his teammates have made some critical errors that he's tried to cover up for and, uh, you know, made a bad play worse, which isn't acceptable. But, you know, he's, he's trying to win games, not trying to just protect them. Um, I'm one of the Romo's biggest apologists. Uh, I think he has a unique skill set. I think he's a true playmaker. Uh, I think he's a guy that, as I always say, takes a stinky sandwich and turns it into an ice cream cone. Um, Now he does have some critical errors. Uh, He's also playing with a star on the side of his helmet, by the way. And what they do is tends to be a little more blown out of proportion than what other teams do. So his bad is always considered worse than it really is, and his good sometimes considered better than it really is. I usually go to their peers when i have a question about a guy and and i went to aaron Rodgers and some of these guys and said am i crazy to think that tony's not one of the best players in football and to a man they all said no Hmm. we watch him in the quarterback fraternity there's a great deal of respect for tony romo and they sympathize with some of the stuff some of the stuff he has to overcome one of my biggest pet peeves since i started doing broadcasting is people saying the cowboys are one of the most talented teams in football no they're not they weren't they haven't been since Troy and Emmett and Michael were there. So that's a perception thing. The reality is they're an average roster. And when you have an average roster and you have a quarterback trying to make plays, that quarterback's going to lose some games too, trying to do too much. And I think that's what's happened to Tony Romo.
3: Um, we have all the uh, the new era of quarterbacks, obviously. Everybody's predicting, oh, there's Aaron, a- Andrew Luck's going to win multiple Super
2: Bowls. RG G3's going to win. That one gets tossed around too much, multiple Super yes, Bowls. Yeah, yes, yeah. In,
3: in a vacuum, yes. Yeah, he does look <laughs> like he's good enough, but they only give out one Lombardi a season. Yes. So that begs the question, with these guys on the rise, tell me, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Tony Romo, do any of those guys win a Lombardi again?
2: That's a great question. I don't think Brady or Manning do. Um, I don't think their teams are, are good enough. I don't think the AFC is good enough in general. I think Baltimore was a little bit of an aberration last year. Um, oh, that's good. I, I don't. I don't know if I have an answer for that one. I think it's going to be fascinating to see if it stays quarterback dominant or if with this, this zone read element coming into the nfl that power football takes over again because one of the things about the zone read it's a power run now you are caving in one side of the line of scrimmage because you're not having to block a guy so you can have five ten more runs a game uh and you may not need a quarterback dominant team you just may need a kaepernick or a russell wilson or an rg3 a guy that makes splash plays down the field that can also beat you with his legs so um I would I if you're asked me put a gun to my set, head and said who's going to win the Super Bowl or win multiplied with the San Francisco 49ers just mm-hmm. on the depth of the roster their management um, the depth of their coaching staff I think the quarterback's dynamic he's going to get a lot of yards both with his arms and his arm and his legs and he doesn't get hit. So like just real quick all you people out there saying well he's going to get hit. Uh, I watched every snap that he's played he never gets hit. He has a unique ability to to slide he- away from guys to you know step away to get down. I think I counted six times he got hit last year running the ball, so he's not going to get hit a whole lot. All right, I don't want to hold you up any further here, but will the
3: defenses solve the spread option? That was all we heard in November and December. Rate, yeah. Was oh they'll take it away and they'll figure yeah. it out on tape.
2: And- I've been saying forever no they won't. It's it's math. It's basic math. It's addition and geometry. It's Uh, It's addition in the sense that you have numbers advantage at the point of attack because you're not blocking a guy. And it's geometry because you have angles at the point of attack. And without getting too football geeky, offensive staff spend hours and hours trying to find ways to get angles in the run game. This gives you angles every single play and extra people. I, it's not going away.
3: Boy, I, you make me feel smart because everything you just said, I've been saying in broad terms. Well, I've been not reading easy. your
2: stuff and, and Thank yeah, you. re, regurgitating it. So. Thank you,
3: Dilfer. Thank you. That means the world to me. <laughs> Last thing, because producer Black Tie back there will be upset if I don't ask it to you. Who throws the sexiest deep ball? In the uh,
2: RG3. I think RG3 oh, wow. is one of the best deep ball. Th- I, I, I When I did his college tape, his – Baylor deep ball film is a clinic. It's teaching tape. Uh, and he continued his rookie year with the Redskins. He it's, He has like four different ways he throws it, and it is majestic. All right. And I feel a little weird saying that ESPN word, majestic. ESPN stands for what? ESPN? Yeah. I don't know. It's I just worked there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. The great Trent Dilfer. Enjoy yourself out on the links there, and thanks for the time, fella. Thank you. And look who it is. The man on the mic for very am. many I'm pro right football games and baseball yes. games too. I'm it's here. Joe Buck. What's happening, fella? And Dave, how are you? I'm well. It's an Indiana University reunion right here in Lake Tahoe, and you can see the excitement. I look mean, at it—like it. yeah. three people wandering. Got shrugged by. over there. Yeah, yeah, they it did. It's
6: uh, it's fun. You know, you walk in with Larry the Cable Guy, mm-hmm. and he gets a crowd like the Pope's in town. And uh, I just walk right in.
3: It lets you know where you stand. It really does. Road, yes. I am
6: there's Larry the cable guy on the, on the grand totem pole, and I'm down. I'm down holding
3: it up. Well, I apologize. It's not because we're both Hoosiers that my face is red. It's the sun. It didn't agree with me. No, see. I, I don't know. know what happened. I, and uh, I played golf all
6: day, and mm. I didn't put any sunblock on. So mm. I'm uh, maybe I have a death wish,
3: but I'm I'm kind of letting it ride right now. We have much to discuss. I won't take up too much of your time. First of all, Sharknado, your thoughts? You know, I, I thank
6: God for Rich Eisen and his Twitter feed because had it not been for that, I would not know what the hell that is. I don't get it. Is like some campy weird movie or something. Yeah,
3: boy. Well, do you like, as a for instance, are you a fan of? let's say, Roadhouse or Red Dawn. Sure. But can yeah. you enjoy those ironically? Absolutely. Then you would enjoy Sharknado. Okay. Because yes. is it meant to be that, or is it just awful? That's that's the trick. Is If somebody makes it with a wink, then it's not cool. If right. it's made earnestly and it turns out to be the train wreck that Sharknado is and was, then it's hilarious.
6: So See? it's like sharks because of a massive ocean cognitive. upheaval? It's
3: pretty much all in the title so it's, it's a shark in a tornado okay and then i and of course of 90210 fame as if i have to tell you right now is okay. the hero and he he kills these sharks in all manner of of ways not i mean limited only by his own imagination which apparently is boundless do the sharks ever die from just sheer good looks you know, it's an interesting point, yeah. And, and you know, I don't know if sharks, uh, you know, have that same sort of thing. Because they
6: have a film over their eyes. So yeah. they're not really seeing Ian Zeering the way we see Ian Zeering. I've said it, it
3: myself, but I think it probably applies to Zeering as well. You know how Medusa, when men look at her, they turn right. to stone. When women look at Damashek and Ziering, they turn to mush. I've read that.
6: Have you? I've read that. And I enjoyed your, your quick turn on uh, on 90210.
3: Thank you, thank yeah, you. That's good. All right, listen. One thing I have to say to you is, I absolutely loved, as I think all of uh, all sports fans did, your call last year in the World Series. We'll see you tomorrow night. Was was I thank mean you. really one of. I think that goes down as one of, legitimately, one of the five or ten or whatever great calls in at least baseball history, if not sports history. That was wonderful. Well, stuff.
6: it was kind of a ripoff. I mean, my dad had done it True. 20 years earlier,
3: Copycat. and I, it's, I'm,
6: it was just nothing but pure plagiarism. So I, I said to people afterward, I'm not going to become a Jack Buck cover band
4: and just start doing <laughs> his
6: calls bad. like, uh, you know, go crazy, folks, or I don't believe what I just saw. I think I'm going to retire on that one as being just the total ripoff and embrace it and move on in
3: life. It is interesting. Yeah, if you ever do another one, people will be like, all right, Buck, yeah, enough. enough. You did it once. It was cute. Now. Yeah.
6: Quit riding. I mean, I've already—the only reason why I got <laughs> into this business was nepotism and, you know, riding on coattails. Now I'm actually using his calls. I I should start that. wearing his clothes. <laughs> that would be— Really weird. That would yeah. be weird. Yeah, and yeah. we're not the same size, so it would be uncomfortable. Uh huh.
3: To to boot, yeah, it would yeah. limit your golfing ability and beyond. It would so. maybe tighten my game up but out here. I loved loose. it. But you know what I loved also about uh, your old man? I loved listening to him. Everybody uh, obviously associates him with baseball for obvious reasons. I remember on long drive, in, in fact, in college, driving during in Christmas break time, I would catch him calling the NFL playoffs, and I thought he was wonderful. I got to tell radio. you, I
6: mean, it's I'm um, the most biased person you could talk to about it, but I, I think radio football is the hardest sport to call um, on foot on radio because obviously you're not seeing it, and you have to set the ball constantly where it is, so that adds to what I have to do, which I, I we take for granted. People see or outside the 40 or wherever it may be. He did the call of the Dwight Clark touchdown catch against the Cowboys. That's right, yep. And he is doing the play by play and Pat Summerall's doing the color. And NFL Network runs it all the time. And it's it's as good a listen and as good a job as I've ever heard anybody do calling football on the radio.
3: Summerall doing the color. Yeah, wow, and that's they they were
6: together for a long a long while. They used to do the Cowboys years ago. They split them up. CBS split them up because their voices were so similar, people couldn't tell them apart. Hmm. And so, actually, my dad's uh, was the guy who broke John Madden in. He was uh, he was Madden's first TV partner.
3: Wow, I don't remember that. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, and then and then he yeah, joined well, up with you, Pat, and right? Because uh, Tom Brookshires with uh, Summer exactly. at the beginning. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, the Super Bowl approaching. Well, let's go and f- uh, let's start at the end of the season here. You'll be there with Fox calling things from uh, New Jersey. Might be snowy. That's uh, that's the buzz. Everybody's. Uh, right. God, wouldn't that be scared.
0: crazy? I'd love A it. A football enough.
3: game with snow? Wait, I. Listen, I don't understand this thing. I talk to every football player, by the way. No one – I say to every NFC North guy, let's rip the domes off all those joints at right. least. Just yeah. in the north at least. We'll start there and then we'll see how right. it goes. I'm with you. But they none of them want it. They like playing indoors and, and all people control. really
6: care about when they're moaning and groaning about an outdoor, cold-weather Super Bowl, they're thinking about the parties. And, that's true. And, and it's – that's ridiculous. I mean, to me, especially being the one, you know, with Troy Call in this game – I could care less about the party. So, to be in New Jersey, I hope it's snowing like crazy. I wait hope a it's.
3: Second, wait, uh, well, could continue?
6: Yes. No, that's it. I, I there's nothing wrong with football in the elements.
3: No, and I'm I'm in. If why it's does snowing. every team? Why? It, it, you know, it, it obviously ultimately favors all the teams that play in domes or play in the south. It's what, a you huge know, advantage. Bears, Steelers, all these teams. Well, Are they at a disadvantage when they have to go play in the sun against the cowboys or Or in a you know climate controlled dome i'm with you so let's spread it around you brought you you mentioned aikman what does that mean you say because you're going to be with aikman you don't care about the parties
6: well i mean i'm just i'm throwing him in because he and i are doing the game so as as you get closer to the sunday super bowl sunday that's when all the good parties are because that's Mm -hmm. when the majority of the people are in so playboy party maxim party those are out for me i don't get invited to those well, I don't either, typically, but I can ride in on somebody else's, mm-hmm. you know, coattail there. and then oh, I well, hey, say, I'm with hey, the we'll, Hall of Famer. Aikman, we'll see you huh? tomorrow night. Yeah. I just say that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what?
3: Okay, yeah, we will see you tomorrow night. We just go right down the block. Who wins in a fight, Troy Aikman versus Tim McCarver? Fist fight.
6: Well, fist fight, uh, I would say Troy, just because of his his sheer strength. And he's probably in better shape now than he was when he was playing. But I wouldn't count Tim out, hmm. and uh, I say that because he's he's a cagey veteran. Yeah. And if I think if you had, like, a steel cage match and you were able to involve, like, foreign objects, um, I, I think Tim would come up with something that would, you know, maybe snap Aikman's Achilles heel or, you I know. I could
3: see that. Aikman is the golden boy. Yeah. He doesn't – he plays by the rules. Right. Had he had everything handed
6: to him on a platter. You know, McCarver was a catcher. He was mm-hmm. a tough guy. I mean – yeah, challenge him, and he'll he'll come at you with
3: claws. He mm-hmm. may not win, but he's
6: not going to go down easy.
3: Um, we've been talking a little bit about action heroes. What if, and we can throw Z- Ziering into the mix, but you didn't right. see it, so that wouldn't be fair. Action heroes, this exempts this. Uh, this. We're not talking superheroes, okay. no superpowers. All the action heroes in history get in a fight. Who wins that one? All the action heroes? Swayze. You uh, think so from I Roadhouse? I think Swayze
6: from Roadhouse because Dalton. of the dancing abilities. I I think if you're in trouble and you're you're, somebody's got you pinned, being able to dance like that man could dance
3: hypnotizes you only only for a half second. That's all he'll need. It's all and and take your throat. The
6: whole Point Break stuff. I mean, if if you come out of that film going, you know, this guy's easy to take. I don't think you're you're being honest with yourself.
3: All right, this Super Bowl, what is the ideal matchup? And I don't care about ratings, oh, the biggest markets. What is the most compelling for football fans? What do you think is the best? I've thought this through. I have eight or ten options. But what oh, do you think okay. is the Good. number one uh, matchup we could see? Well, I, I or... have not thought this through. So How would that be?
6: I don't – I mean, I just – we got a long way to go, I my guess. Man. All right. Uh, I would go with I, – I like – I love watching Green Bay. I like watching the Green Bay Packers play. I think the – country likes watching the Green Bay Packers play. Uh, Can I give you two?
3: Sure. I mean, I think people want to
6: see the Dallas Cowboys. I think people want to see Tony Romo on the biggest stage um, and and how he would do with that. I I tend to think that if they give him an offensive line, they're as good as anybody in the NFC. But I I would
3: say one of those two teams. That's kind of a cool one. I thought about this. What if the Patriots and Niners played? Then whoever – it would be exciting forever wins, but whoever loses – would be it would be a devastation that you can't imagine. Imagine right. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have lost you know how many big games now over the last eight years, and have been to so many Super Bowls. If they lost right. another one, that would really be painful. On the other hand, Harbaugh and company lose the title game, then they lose just the Super Bowl. Me. They win another Super Bowl. Harbaugh scares me. You know, just when
6: you you sit down at a, across a table from Harbaugh and you feel like he's. One wrong sentence away from coming across the table at you. He's got something in his eyes that just he, says, I'm not
3: right. I, you know what? I know for fact that you're right because I asked him on media day, like a goof as most people do there on the media day, I asked him what a 49er was, and he was a deer in the headlights for a moment. Then his eyes turned to, how dare you? I'm going to murder you. Right. And then he got the answer just before he did vault across that It's like a minor and guy, and right? Like a gold panner? Yeah, yeah, 1849, the gold rush,
6: yeah. Good yeah. for you, Joe Buck. Yeah,
3: thanks. Good for you. Thanks.
6: thanks. I set myself up for failure, and I came through. No,
3: yeah, I know. You didn't even have to take that no, shot, No, I, I did, I, did. And I respect it. That's all right. All right, last thing. Yes? How much do you, St. Louis Cardinals, wonk, how much do you fear the emergence of the Pittsburgh Pirates? I think they're NL
0: good.
6: Central, look out. Uh, well— since you're probably the only person that could potentially watch this who cares about this answer, uh, I, I will say, how much do I, I'm, I'm deathly afraid. I think it may change the spin of the earth. If, uh, <laughs> if somehow the Pittsburgh Pirates gather it all together and for the first time since 1992 mm-hmm. march into the postseason and they do it at PNC Park where all the world will gather and see just how great of a city Pittsburgh is, which it is a very great city that's very underrated, be great, whatever, awesome. On, beh-
3: on behalf of all the people who were born and raised on the banks of the three rivers, I thank say you. Say it that. like say it like a say it like a Pittsburghian, dude. Joe Buck, that dude. You ever hear that Joe Buck? I like the way he talks, dude. He talks. You. He called that game with Roethlisberger, dude. Roethlisberger when he gets running around, Joe Joe Buck's like, "Yo, dude, check it out. Hey, Troy Aikman, you never did nothing like uh, like Roethlisberger, dude. He just gets out there, he just gets out, he wings it, dude. He throws the touchdowns. That's all. He doesn't need to know no, no playbooks so good. or nothing." Um, that's Joe really good. Buck, Joe Buck, we'll see you in October. We'll see you in tomorrow. In fact, night. we'll see you in September. We'll see you tomorrow. Talking night about as football. Well. Yes. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. I'm just night. gonna keep saying that
6: over and over again. <laughs> Do you have a sign off for this? I'm a little bit worried. This is Dave Damashek. And
3: I'm on sports. Nice. Right now, the head coach of the Denver Broncos, John Fox. How are you, fella? Doing good, Dave. Appreciate you having me on. What a pleasure to see you here. Why the Ravens' colors, though?
7: Uh, uh, that's not intentional. That's just what <laughs> I had in my uh,
3: in my suitcase. All right. Yes, fashion before uh, before loyalty to team, I suppose. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, all right. Let's talk about uh, as you move into 2013. Here, we're hearing a lot of stuff about how Peyton's spinning the ball. He looks better than he looked even last year. What do you say now, Wes Welker? Another weapon. Uh, how's the offense looking here
7: yeah well, they look tremendous all off season you know I think uh, you know they gave our def- defense fits and uh, you know Peyton's a year better you know both from the rehab standpoint as well as the comfort you know comfort zone uh, area um, he's had a tremendous off season he looks real strong and he looks uh, way more comfortable
3: how often does Alway in quiet moments does Elway say to you when he's being really honest does he ever say to you? man, how come Peyton Manning gets to play with Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker, now Welker, got to play with Harrison and Reggie Wayne and Marshall Falk. Those guys were all better than even the best receiver I ever had, ever come up.
7: No, no, no. He had a great supporting cast. Uh, You know, they won back-to-back Super Bowls, and that doesn't get done every day. So uh, uh, John doesn't bring that up much uh, other than he wants to get back to that greatness. How would your Super Bowl
3: Carolina Panther team do against the 2013 Denver Broncos?
7: That's hard to compare. I don't like comparing whether it's players or teams. But, uh, you know, we've got a good football team. Uh, You know, there's a lot of good football teams out there. And, uh, you know, whoever executes the best is going to win. And that all starts uh, next Thursday for us.
3: Well, yeah, everybody's excited for that. Who, though, when you're laying awake at night, who is, when you take Denver out of the equation, scariest AFC team you see?
7: I don't think he's scared of anybody, but uh, you know the, we open up with the defending world champs, the Baltimore Ravens, and you know New England's always salty. Uh, I'm going to miss somebody, I'm sure, but uh, you know there's a lot of competent football teams, whether you're talking about the AFC or the NFC, and and we have to compete, you know, against uh, both conferences throughout the season. So, uh, you know, again, we'll take them one at a time. I know it's cliche, but it works, and uh, we'll see what happens at the end.
3: Looking forward at all to – well, I suppose not looking forward to, but uh, what do you anticipate, I guess, out of Andy Reid's Chiefs there? Obviously a lot of talent there. Do you expect a big turnaround for that team in terms of record?
7: Well, I think, you know, our division's going to improve quite a bit. I mean, two years ago they were talking about the NFC West like it wasn't very strong, and now it might be one of the stronger divisions in football. So, you know, that thing changes year to year, you know, uh, everywhere. And I know I have great respect for what Andy uh, has done in his career and uh, I know he'll make them better.
3: What do you think about now that Denver wears the Navy hats with the orange jerseys now? In the history of the Denver Broncos, though, they've had many uniforms. Best one, John Fox.
7: Well, I like our current one. I'm a little prejudiced, but, uh, you know, um, you know, I don't think it's all about the uniform. It's all about those guys inside <laughs> of it. I like the uniforms.
3: And you know what else <laughs> I like? I like when they wear the brown and the, 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 the vertical striped socks?
7: I thought they were awful, but that's okay. Uh, that's just me. You're
3: in the majority. You're in the majority <laughs> with that one. All right, Coach, listen, I appreciate the time. Best wishes to you in 2013. A lot of people excited about you guys and uh, uh, looking forward to seeing uh, how you guys do as we head into the season here. Great spending time Thanks, with you, guys Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And go pit, right? Uh, yes, yes. Let's, let's get come on, that Pitt team turned yeah, around already. Yeah, let's do Send it. Send you back up there. <laughs> no, I like where I'm at. <laughs> Look who we have here. What football team do you play for? Uh, I don't. Know. Can you tell? Oh, no, yeah. You're uh, nice like a, and I'm you're lean. Oh, yeah, you're a punter. <laughs> I see, I see. No, wait a second. I remember watching you this past spring in the NBA Round playoffs. Ball. Round it's Steph Curry. Uh-oh. Sure. You know, this is interesting. Maybe on the face of the big blue marble, maybe the two best shooters. that they're, Well, you're, you're regarded as maybe the best shooter in the land, maybe of all time.
8: You know? We'll see. I'm on a good pace, trying okay. to catch Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, but uh, long way to go. I just but, finished my fourth year, so we yeah. Got but a long what
3: way. if you and I ever played horse? Who knows what?
8: No, you don't want to do that. Really? I don't think so. I do mean, even do... in the summertime,
3: I'm, I'm I still got my touch. Here's a big philosophical question: When you play horse, I don't like when people do all the trick shot nonsense, right. like the you know the behind the back. That's that's not you know that's Huey and Apples are. who can make it? I take him to the free throw.
8: Line. I'm the big fundamental, so we have yeah. the same kind of approach to, right. to you know horse games. They're either off the glass all mm-hmm. around the court, free throw line. sometimes you just trick them with a, a nice, easy layup They mm-hmm. get all flustered, so I'm with you.
3: All right, well, listen, let's see how good you are at golf. All right, okay, make your shot. Let's see what kind of jumper you got here. Whoa I mean, that was pretty good.
8: that was my left too. That was you, awesome. you might have helped me a little, but uh, that was smooth. I? I, maybe I did. I was that trying was to be a, a
3: good host. Uh,
8: you, this which way are you right going, here? over I'm the top?
3: Me. All right, you help me. Too. There we see? go. You're a nice fellow, Steph Curry. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, pro football then. You're in, uh, or you're born and raised in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, yes? Yes, sir. This We're born me. in
8: Akron, oh. Ohio, but uh, since I was one. So I, I claim Charlotte pretty much. I but. see.
3: This then, I assume, makes you a Panthers fan.
8: Of course yeah um huge huge panther fan ever since uh, they started playing down in Clemson when they first uh, became an organization so uh, die hard Rep them wherever I am uh, across the country so
3: all right if you're a die hard then it probably won't be that hard for you. nobody thinks the people think that Cam Newton and Company are getting better but in that division with the Saints was something to prove the Falcons one of the juggernauts, the Buccaneers look pretty good. Make a case for the Panthers in 2013.
8: Right? Yeah, I mean, I think our offense has always been in the last, what, three years, um, just the defense, um, trying to, to bolster that up. We had some great draft picks, um, you know, with uh, Luke Kukili, uh, Kukili last year, um, and trying to, you know, get better on that side of the ball. But uh, I, I've, I played golf with Coach Rivera um, two weeks ago, and he's he's excited, had a look in his eye like they're going to be good this year, so...
3: That's what I expect. Now, what about your guys? Golden State Warriors. First of all, is Golden State the coolest name for a team? That's pretty good.
8: It is. Uh, I think every every other uh, team name is a city, right?
3: Almost. I mean, you have the have New have England the, Patriots, which is a region. Well, in that, basketball,
8: I guess you could say there's yeah. Indiana is just the only state. I guess is yeah. Indiana, Minnesota.
3: Yeah. I mean, okay.
8: Other than that, it's all
3: city names. So Golden State is. There's a little flair to it. It's it's a region, yeah. I a couple of things. Let's talk about those NBA names, in fact. I say that the Clippers, dawn of a new day, all this and that. I think they should not be the LA Clippers anymore. Wash off the stink of the past for them. Instead become the Hollywood Knights. How say you? The hmm. Knights with a K, you with know. With a K. You know?
8: I like that. I was a Charlotte Christian Knight in high school, so Knights kinda sparks up a little little you know, you mojo in cool? me. I like that. Yeah. They have um, they're a show on the court, so Hollywood kind of kind of goes for them.
3: Yeah, and then it separates them from the Lakers, right?
8: And yeah, and the terrible uh, history of uh, you know their past organization. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. I'm with Change you on that.
3: Color scheme, everything.
8: A lot of teams do that to move into new areas. So, That's right.
3: Yeah. yeah. What about the? Here's my. Do you are you as bothered as I am by teams that have a singular nickname (laughs) not ending in s heat magic Magic, jazz and it's confusing grammatically you know what i mean like the orlando magic is playing well no they are playing well you know
8: if you go that deep that definitely confuses me now i don't even know what to say Mm -hmm. all
3: right then we can just move (laughs) did you see sharknado I did not. You didn't watch Shark? No, I heard.
8: I saw it on Twitter, uh, all the you know commotion about it. I did not see it though.
3: Hmm. Was it good? Boy, you got a full life, man. You got to catch up on that. Sharknado. one. Sharknado. Life is not complete <laughs> until you until you. Watch I haven't the seen it. that Give me something to do this afternoon while Perfect. I wind down. Um, last couple of things for you. Let's talk about uh, about your Warriors. There was some buzz that maybe Dwight Howard was going to wind up there. You still though look loaded. Andre Iguodala in the ever rugged West. What do you think now? Because there really seems like a shift in power. The Lakers are, aren't going to be abysmal, but they're certainly not going to be one of the favorites yeah, to get there. There's an opportunity, right?
8: It's crazy. We were the last California team standing last mm-hmm. year. So a lot of things are changing. The West is getting stronger. I think we got stronger. We got uh, Andre Iguodala um, off the free agent market. So we made some moves. But, um, you know, hopefully we can ride that momentum of, of the playoffs this past year um, and get back to uh, to that stage next year.
3: Who would win in a game of horse, or has there already been one between you and Clay Thompson?
8: There has been plenty, and it's about 50-50 right now. He's a great shooter. Um, I'd like to say I'm the better shooter because I have that kind of confidence in myself. I'm sure if you he was sitting in his chair, you asked him, he'd say he was, uh, and we like that kind of competition between us because – We'll uh, we be playing together for a long right, time. It's got,
3: be, it's got to be a three-man competition going forward because Damoshek's throwing his hat into the ring. Come on, out, come on out to
8: Golden State and we can make uh, All right, make I'll, it I'll
3: come up there. No, that, that seems like a challenge. <laughs> challenge accepted. Make it happen. All right, Golden I mean, the Bay Area has arguably the best uniforms in all of sports. Okay. You think about that. The Raiders, the Niners, the Giants look great, the Athletics Dynamite, the Warriors, the great Royal Blue and Gold, best of them all.
8: Best of them all. Ah, I'm gonna say us. I like. We had some alternates too. We could throw in. Yeah. We we wore the sleeves this year. Did can you I, see
3: that? Do you mind me telling you something? Okay. I'm,
8: I know where you're gonna go with this. Now we've made some addition, you know, some uh, some edits to it for mm-hmm. next year. It's not gonna be that that yellow, uh, but I like the sleeves and maybe go with it. just simple white, simple blue, uh, royal blue, and and keep it uh, keep it fashionable. Yeah. The yellow was was a little off. I like the idea though.
3: I mean, we part ways on that Steph Curry. We look like a volleyball team. You know what? Yeah, (laughs) I I just don't care for it, fella. I don't want to jive you. You know, I don't. It's not a thing for me. But you know what else it does though? It reminds me of when college basketball first instituted the three-point stripe. All the shooters, all the all the catch and shoot guys, all wore T-shirts under their thing. It harkens that for me, like Harold Jensen of Villanova, all those kind of guys. Carry Kittles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High socks with the sleeves. I, 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 <laughs> that was a strong I look. Going. I know where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, listen. Steph Curry, you're a delight. We look forward to watching one of the most exciting teams in uh, in the NBA keep on going deeper into the playoffs. America likes seeing you beat the Lakers and the Spurs. Those stories are yesterday. You're the story of tomorrow. We'll make it happen. All right. Appreciate you Good having Good luck, me and congratulations on the uh, Tiger Woods like ensemble that? here. Yeah, very smart. I thought it, thought it came best dress of the day, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't argue with that. Certainly better than Jim McMahon. I haven't seen it, but. Oof. Keep your eyes open. Put sunglasses on before you look at them. All right. all right. Steph Curry. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. It's been a gay old time up here from Lake Tahoe. Make sure you check out uh, all the action this weekend. It'll be on your uh, your television. I'm going to watch some of it. And, uh, and then we'll be back later on for you next week. We'll kibitz. We'll get back. You know what? Football's just about here, Black Tie. In fact, it is here if you count when teams report to training camp as the start of things. I don't. Because it because it, I'm ready for it now, and if I focus too much on it's here, it's here, then it's going to be anticlimactic. It's going to take forever to regular season. I'm just going to try and not get excited for a little while. Yet. The
4: rule is never get excited for preseason because you do yeah. you, you you can't help but get excited. But when the first preseason game starts, you're like, this is terrible. This
3: is pre-season. it is. You get excited. You always get sucked into it. And then you watch two plays, and then you say, "That's it. I'll see. Ya. I'll maybe watch the last preseason game, and then regular season." But maybe we shouldn't say that on NFL airwaves because we should be I, I, I pushing. I gotta be
4: honest, Jack. I gotta be honest. I'm sorry. I just... No jive. That's yeah. our
3: one rule on the podcast. Oh, we didn't get much jive talk out of uh, the uh, the bounty of guests we had. Great work from you, Black Tie. Great work from Stacy Garcia. On, uh, on wrangling some of those guys, good times with uh, yeah with definitely. Anthony Shout Smith, out Stacy Garcia, for who also Anthony Smith also helped us wrangle guys from the network. Um, what a pleasure to get to spend time with Christina from and be on the lookout for her work. With the Fan Pass stuff. Justino
4: Poncho Fan Pass, produced by John Smith. Yeah, it's good stuff.
3: Yeah, so be on the lookout for all of it. And like I say, we'll be back with more Who and Apple. So- what?
4: We also have a photo guy. It was great. you was taking a lot of great shots. What's you his see name? You on see
3: on the, on the blog. What's his name? Nick Lucero. Oh, I didn't think you were going to get that one right, I, Black Hey, I, 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 I know my crew. I'm not you, Shaq. I know who I'm with. <laughs> You're saying that to me? I know who I'm with. I know who I'm rolling with. I'm a man of the people. I know everybody. Now listen, and they know me You know, that's what I do. Black tie. That's the lesson in broadcasting. You you heard Joe Buck. He talks something. He learned from his old man. Now I want you to learn from me. Here's what I do on each and every show. I like to do figuratively once in a while, literally, but mostly figuratively. I unbuckle my belt. I unzip my fly. I drop my pants and I stand nude for the world. You see, I have nothing to hide. That's the way I operate in real life, too. So think about that. And with that. uh... All right, please. Enough. You don't need to wrap up the show. With that being said, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a things like that.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.